updated every week, but we are inching closer to episode 50, 50 episodes. And stay tuned next week as we kick off season two of the podcast. But first, if you're new around here, I'm Sarah, host and account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. So if you're new around here, the purpose of this podcast is to inform and discuss all things digital marketing, from content to SEO to social. We discuss trends and tips and some tricks maybe, and we hope to leave you with some thought-provoking content. It's not only for marketing people, this podcast, it's also for business owners, business entrepreneurs. We always believe that there is something to be learned from each other in the marketing space because it is vast. But we do focus on digital marketing in this podcast and a lot on social media marketing. So before we dive into today's topic, which is all about Google Analytics, let's give a quick news recap of what happened in social media over the last week because it was a holiday kind of week that we headed into last week. So we're all forgiven if we kind of slacked off on keeping up on things. So we got you covered. So Ashley, Facebook, once again, had some news. They keep rolling out news and changes. Can you clue us into the survey news? Yeah, so Facebook recently announced that they are using surveys to create you a more um, customized news feed, um, delivering you like content that you're interested in. So are they gonna be like, sending us surveys or how does that even work? Like when I think of a survey, I think, okay, someone's going to call me or spam me email. (laughs) So according to this article, I believe these surveys have already happened. Um, They have surveyed a group of people into what they care about. Um, I would assume a large group of people. And um, it says, you know, today we're announcing two ranking updates based on surveys we've conducted. The first one prioritizes friends, um, someone you might want to hear from. So... Um, if you're engaging with a certain person on Facebook often, you'll see more of their uh, content. You know what? I have noticed that. Yes. It seems. Yes. Yeah, those are at the top of my newsfeed. Yes. Um, Which isn't surprising. Well, right. And uh, another ranking factor? <laughs> um, yeah, they're just looking at patterns um, into who you interact with, types of content you like. So, okay. for example, if you started watching one of those like viral videos about I don't know, cake decorations okay. or something. They're going to put more of those videos in your okay. feed because you showed them that you were interested in by watching the whole thing. Now, does this also apply to if someone was interested, I think what you know we as marketers would be interested in, if like someone is interacting with a brand a lot, then you're going to see their content pushed farther up the news feed? They have not touched on that, but I would not be surprised. Okay. Because I would imagine they would say, hey, yes. you not only care about this friend, but you also care about this business. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so to be determined, mm-hmm. to keep an eye, anything that where you hear ranking and we're giving you insight into ranking is a well, little right. bit set up. And- yeah, so we're, I think, talking about this on like a personal level, but if you are a business or a brand, um, know that those things will probably play into how, how your content comes into people's feeds. Right, as well as maybe time to hit up again a little bit more employee advocacy of sharing your stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, and Alex... God bless IGTV. They keep trying. Is their newest update going to finally propel them to be popular? So they basically added the ability to upload a horizontal video to Instagram TV. Okay. Uh, Originally, when they announced it, they said they wanted the the style to be vertical because it's natural to the platform and the way that you hold your phone. Um, But 
as they interview more content creators and like try to understand what they want out of Instagram TV, it's kind of obvious that they basically just want to port over a YouTube video to Instagram. And so they are, they have added the ability to, um, to upload a vertical video so you can also turn your phone and it'll fill the full screen. Right, because cool. it was, you were getting a lot of those crossover videos and they just did not look good. No, because yeah. people would, they were, everyone was shooting for YouTube or the, your standard 16 right. by 9 format and then people would essentially just take that video and then crop it to be... Fit the IGTV format. Right, so it made, it is usually kind of like zoomed right. in, sort of like the composition was a Hard little bit off. Hard to see. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't seem like vertical video is that Sticky. popular, you know, no. because didn't YouTube try to have an update where they could do vertical video as well? And I don't hear of anyone using yeah, that. I yeah, I, I remember <laughs> us talking about that one time, but I still don't think I've seen a vertical video. Right, yeah, because people <laughs> were creatures of habits and we watch horizontal videos because right. that's how TVs are shaped. And so I imagine that plays into how we watch videos also on our phone. <laughs> Just saying, I don't know. There could be some psychological thing there. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe it will help IGTV finally get popular. We'll see. Instagram keeps trying. But now on to today's topic. So we are going to give a very 100-foot view of Google Analytics um, because we feel like that's a great way to know how your website is performing, how your social media is translating back to your website, and all sorts of just metrics that you can really dive into and get deep on. Um, and it's also important to know the context of by which those metrics are important because you can get so much data in today's world, mm -hmm. so many metrics, so many platforms, but if you really don't have any context behind those, they really mean nothing. So we're gonna kind of go through what we think are the top ones to look at in Google Analytics and give you an explanation of why. But first off, if you don't have Google Analytics on your website, yikes, let's go and get that right now. So if you don't have it and you're not even sure where to start, email us, contact us on social media. We're more than happy to help you get that implemented on your website because we are huge believers mm -hmm. in you got to know those yeah. metrics because that's going to help you perform better. But Alex, just give us a brief overview. What is Google Analytics and why do you need it on your website? So what it does is, is kind of in the name, it is an analytics program that is provided by Google. The standard version is faux free. Faux <laughs> free! And I don't and even know of anybody who uses the non-standard version. I didn't even know there was paid version. <laughs> right. Um, so this number actually surprised me. You know, there must be hundreds of millions, if not billions, of websites out there. Right, didn't um, you say like 500 million or something last Something like podcast? that. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. That being said, there are only 30 million sites that are actively using Google Analytics. What? Well, I, that wouldn't surprise me. We've encountered lots of clients that we bring on board and they don't have Google Analytics. And I'm always like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so there are a few things that Google Analytics does for you. Um, it shows you where um, traffic is coming from, what channels. So that yep. so is, are they from SEO? Are they from paid advertising, from social media, referrals, or direct traffic? Um, it. it allows you to um, set up goals to track when a user completes a certain action on your site. Very important if you are maybe doing some offers or some lead funnels and you need to know those conversion actions and how much they're costing you. Yep. Um, so conversion tracking, so that means like bounce rate, um, 
pages visited per session um, and your average session duration. Yeah, which is all important. important. If people, you know, if, if Google sees that people are coming to your site and they're leaving within three seconds, then your your ability to, to show up in searches is going to absolutely tank oh, yeah, because people totally. see that no one's spending any no time. No authority there. Right. Um, and then it also give you device overview, so um, mobile visits versus desktop visits. Also, another important metric to know if people are looking at you on the go is your website web mobile friendly, yeah. mobile responsive versus a desktop. You know, you still need to be mobile friendly, but really kind of make sure your desktop looks good. <laughs> right. Um, so those are kind of the basics of what Google Analytics gives you insight to. Yeah. So again, so important to have it on your website because if you don't know how your website's performing, how can you go out and make it better? Right. Really um, talk to that group of traffic that's coming to your website and really um, know exactly what your how your website's performing. We all want better ranking and being able to track those metrics is a way to get better ranking. So again, any website platform usually has very easy steps. It's like very low barrier to add this to your website, be it a plugin or a special place, be it WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, all of them let you implement your GA code, Google Analytics GA code in short. <laughs> so really no brainer to add it. Go do it, or email us, we'll help you. <laughs> so Ashley, we track a lot of metrics for our clients, but the Google Analytics data is the bulk of what we hand off to them. And we always present it on a monthly basis, and we present it with a bit of context as well, because we don't expect everyone to know what a traffic visit is, or how time on site translates into something meaningful. So we're gonna kind of go through the top 10 metrics that we provide back to our clients with some context so you can see why we, mm -hmm. why we yeah. do those metrics. So the first one, Ashley, what is it? Yeah, so the top metric I would say, like even <clears throat> if you had to pick one, this is probably the most valuable. Yeah. Um, number of sessions, AKA um, how many visits to your right. website or also known as traffic yeah <laughs> um, a lot of terms there but but essentially it just measures every time someone visits your website and it's not even the person the individual people it are, it's actually so like one person can visit your website multiple times and it will track that. Right. So how many people are actually visiting your website? So a true visitor, not one that maybe is coming back multiple times a day, they're just measuring Correct. sessions in a month. And why is that important to know your traffic every it's a, month it's or a your good, number of sessions? Yeah, it's a good baseline, I would say, um, to figure out, are people actually visiting my website? Um, is the number of sessions I'm having like appropriate for my business yeah um or is it coming in falling kind of short right um do i need to push it a little bit more do i have i mean these are questions is it you would increasing ask. or decreasing over yes. a few months why is that um is there maybe a piece that i'm missing and things like that a lot of questions you can ask based off this this metric right and i would say most people want to see that number increase um yes. so <laughs> Good metric to know can give you just a baseline of mm -hmm. what to achieve. Or if you have a brand new website and you want to say, okay, we're starting at zero, let's see how far we can go this year. Another yeah. good just yeah. place to, to keep an eye on. So the next metric we look at, and these two, number two and number three, kind of go hand in hand. So I'm going to talk a little bit about both. 
Um, second metric we would measure is pages per session, and then the third metric is time on site. Why I say these go hand on hand is your pages per session means, I explain this always by saying, this is how many pages they're looking at when they come to your website. And if that goes up, that means good. You had content that was interesting enough that someone thought, hey, I'm gonna stick around and look for it, or I didn't find my answer on this page, but that doesn't mean I'm just gonna bounce off and go somewhere else. Maybe something enticed me to look back at your menu item. Maybe there was an internal link on the page that I clicked on that led me back to another page that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. So that really correlates with time on site. If your pages per session are higher, usually your time on site is higher. Because again, those go hand on hand. And it makes sense because yeah. if someone's looking around on your, page, on your website longer, the time on site is going to go longer. And a good, well done website will have like a high um, time on site yeah. and pages per session because you'll want to strategically link pages to move to next pages. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Make the behavior flow yeah. really, um, really flow nicely. You yeah. know, like if you're having an article that talks about the products and services that you offer, maybe there's some product um, that you offer, I don't know, throw a product out there. <laughs> Nothing's coming to mind. Pencils. Pencils. So you have an article about the product that you offer is number two standard pencils. But in that article, you link to a blog post about all the new fun colors that kids are into these days in pencil. <laughs> so someone that's really interested in pencils might link o look over at your article about the fun colors of pencils and be super interested in that. <laughs> and I would say too on the opposite side of that, if you're not having high metrics there for pages per session yeah. and time on site, that's telling you that um, maybe the user experience on your website needs help. Um, right. That, you know, like I land on one page <clears throat> and I don't find my answer, nor do I see it in the menu, I'm gonna leave and look somewhere else. And that will often indicate, if you look at another metric, and we didn't include this in our top 10, but it goes hand in hand with pages per session and time on site, is your bounce rate. If you have a low time on site, usually your bounce rate is really high. Because mm -hmm. again, that means someone's just came to that page and what then they're meh. bouncing right <laughs> off of it. <laughs> and we talk in depth about this on our own website blog and how each industry has different bounce rates and what your benchmark should be. And we'll link that in the show notes because that's also important to kind of see what your industry, um, a Every pencil manufacturer might have a different yeah. benchmark than, say, a retail restaurant. Everything, every industry so, is different. Off the top of your head, Sarah, for for our clients, what is what is an example of like a really good bounce rate in your opinion? Oh, I would say, yeah, you know, like once you get like over fifty, is pretty high. Yeah. Um, so poor. Rate. Yeah, I would say that's poor. And there's always some people who will land on your website that had no intention of yeah. being there. So exactly. there will always be some kind of bounce rate. It'll never um, be perfect. Yeah. It'll never be perfect, but at least you have a number to look at and optimize from yeah. to get better. So. All right, Ashley, tell us why organic traffic is important. Yeah, so I think coming off of number one, right, um, all visits. Um, number four and number five kind of break that down mm -hmm. a little bit further. So the first type of traffic you can get to your website is organic traffic. And if you're going to do one thing for your website, it's optimize your organic traffic. 
Um, So pretty much that means anyone who is actively searching for you. So if I type in Google and I type in 21 Handshake and land on the website, that would be your organic traffic. so traditionally it's powered by like search engines or if I just typed in 21handshake.com that would that would count as well well going back to that article I just mentioned about Mm -hmm. the bounce rate Mm -hmm. that is a good indication of an organic article on our website that ranks number three in Google yes right now and we put no paid promotion behind it Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm. just in a good authoritative piece of content that has organically gained traction as an authority piece over the years. Yeah, um, So, which is also a great benefit of organic traffic. By optimizing your website for that search engine, um, it's not only cost effective, you're not paying for yeah. it, but it also is long-term. That stuff sticks yeah. around for a long time. Um, so that really goes into appeasing like Google's algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I mean by optimizing your website f- for organic traffic. But if you put in the time and the effort and a little bit of work, you can see some really um, outstanding results. Yeah, it really does. And it mm-hmm. does take a little bit longer sometimes to rank organically, unless maybe you have a really niche topic that you are like real main. Right, <laughs> yeah, and you published it mm-hmm. and like it just got flooded with traffic or something, which yeah. doesn't happen in the most case for most of us. Um, but like Ashley said, this that organic traffic is usually a bit more qualified as well because yep. they are people who put in those specific keywords. We're looking for your specific information, not me, not your as in your company, but in your service or product, mm-hmm. and just goes better overall organically um, versus yeah. a paid ad, which may or may not hit your target market. And Google really, really values that mm-hmm. compared to other metrics. They really do. Organic traffic is a huge one. The next type of traffic would be social traffic. So that's if, say, um, we are sharing the blog post to our Facebook page and include the link. If someone clicks on that link on Facebook and it takes them to the website, that would would count as social traffic. It's just another um, avenue for people to find you. Right. And why we say that versus, Mm -hmm. I mean, we tell our clients about the social traffic because we really put a high value on social media here at 21 Handshake. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that's not to say there are direct traffic measures and referral traffic measures, which may be also very important for companies, Mm -hmm. um, referrals especially being very important. But we put a high value on social media. Our clients want to know how those social media is affecting back to website visits for them. Yes, Um, and so, so for me personally, with our clients, if say social traffic feels a little low, that tells me that I need to include more of the website contact, content, content, content <laughs> onto social media and kind of like push more of that content. Right. So that could a good example would be um, some blog posts or maybe some extra information about products and services or like accreditations that our client has. Um, All of those are good examples of links that live on the website that we would promote on social media. Exactly. So you mentioned content, which leads next to metrics that we report back on, which would be top content and new content. And the reason that we um, report back on these metrics is our clients place a high value on adding new content to their website and they want to know, well, how did that content do? And I always explain it, whereas um, the new content 
is new stuff that we put on your website this month. It may not get a lot of traction that month because we just put it on there. We didn't have time to do external backlinking, um, have our SEO guy really optimize that for organic traffic. So usually, it, and you gotta be patient here, that new content will gain traction over time as we not only put some SEO juice behind it, but we also promote it on social and really try to get traffic back to that. Now your top content, why we report on that metric is, well, it's important to know what is that content that is ranking really well because the bulk of that content is where the bulk of the website visitors to your site are coming from usually. And a good example of that for 21 Handshake, like that piece, that blog about yeah. um, benchmark bounce, rate. yeah. bounce rates is one of our top blogs and is like an evergreen piece of content exactly. that month after month and year after year is one of our top rated blogs. So once you know that top content, you can go in and look at behavior flow on the metrics, mm -hmm. uh, which is just under behavior in Google Analytics. You can see, okay, someone is coming to this bounce rate post. Are they exiting? Are they leaving my website after they've viewed this top piece of content? Or are they staying on? And if they're exiting, you need to go back and ask yourself, well, how can I get them to stay longer? What other piece of content can I link to on that top content piece that is gonna entice them to go to a different page? So basically a call to action on that top content piece that's gonna kind of lead them further into your website, which may lead to a better lead for you. So when you think of it in that context, really look at that behavior flow of the people that are coming to those top content pages. Yeah, all this data is so incredibly valuable when you think about marketing your business. Oh, exactly, for sure. So speaking of top content, Ashley, this also usually is also called a top landing page. So I know when we say landing page in marketing, it can conjure a whole different thing, but landing pages to Google Analytics are a little bit different. Yes. So. Um, the top landing page for us, for example, is that blog post, um, but generally speaking, um, tells you where are people landing on your website um, yeah. the most. Yep. Oftentimes that's your homepage, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. Maybe they're finding your website through a blog article yeah. or um, because of like a team member or something like that. Right. There's a variety of pages that could be really popular. So figure out what your top landing page is and optimize it. Exactly, again, make sure it has a call to action on there. Make, mm -hmm. sure, make sure you are telling the visitor what you want them to do next. And I think we've spoke about this before, like, and I've used the Chipotle example of how you go to Chipotle and like you think you're making all these decisions about what type of food you're ordering, but really they kind of lead you down the line of what they want you to do next. Yes. Mm -hmm. Same thing applies to your website. Use that top landing page to tell that visitor, what do you want them to do next? Where do you want them to go? What action do you want them to take? So that kind of leads into some next things, total blog traffic. So we report on this because again, our clients place a high value on putting new fresh content on their website and we are big believers in new fresh content is Google loves that, they like authoritative content, they like long form content. It helps them interpret what your business does a little bit better. So we look at total blog traffic as a metric and we add up all the traffic to the blog over every post we wrote and we see what that total number is because again, that just again shows, okay, let's place a high value on content. Most of 
actually most of our clients website sessions do come from that content mm -hmm. because we've worked really hard to optimize that content on the site yeah. and Google also places a high value on content pieces in your website that aren't related to product or service pages. Mm -hmm. So again, it's a really important metric that really can track um, your website success. And also really kind of tells us too, if we're doing our job on the back end of SEO optimizing that blog to get it traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last one is just a contact us page. Um, so in terms of Google Analytics, it will tell you how many people are looking at your phone number or your address or even further, how many people are actually calling you from exactly. the number on your page. Um, it's just an important metric to, to make sure you're watching so that you know how many people are actually interested in your business and yeah. took that extra step to actually contact you. A little you. bit of ROI, I would say. Yes. Like if you could say, okay, we had 100 people look at that Contact Us page, but no one submitted our form on it, We're, maybe we need to go look at that contact us page and yes. figure out why they're dropping off there. Yeah, um, and I would just say, make sure that that contact us page is always up to date, super accurate. You've filled yeah. out all of the means of ways people can email you or contact you. So email, phone, yeah. submit, you know, like a contact request, social media, all of that should be on that page. And in fact, most website um, platforms like WordPress and things like that won't even allow your website to rank unless you filled all of it out. So just make sure that it's yeah all filled okay. out and anyone can contact you in any way that they feel um, like most comfortable with. Again, you want to create less barriers for your visitor to understand what they need to do mm -hmm. next. <laughs> yeah. um, so to wrap up these 10, we don't want you to stress out. Am I tracking them? Am I doing it correctly? There is a lot here in Google Analytics that you can dive into and really kind of get lost in the weeds quickly and quickly be, ah, I don't know what I'm doing and uh, how to use this. But the thing to remember is when you kind of look at these overview of these broader metrics, just understanding a little bit of why a visitor chose to go on that page, where they're going next, what their behavior is, it just helps you identify the strengths and weaknesses of your website, which can really help your overall strategy when you go to put that website on the offensive. On the off offense, not offensive. <laughs> so anyways, just to leave you with that, um, we just wanted to explain a little bit of how we report. Everyone uses a little bit different and you need to find what metrics are important for your company, but we believe that those are top 10 really good ones to start with. And again, if you need any help in implementing the GA code or even learning how to read some of the metrics, um, just a really broad overview of it, connect with us at 21 Handshake. We are more than happy to help. So did you love this episode? Yes, of course, right guys? <laughs> yeah. So if you did, then please leave us a review and share it with a friend on whatever platform that you are listening on. We'd really appreciate it. Okay, until next time, and remember, it's season two kickoff.